On today's Marketing O'Clock, Off the Clock show, we talk to Kirk Williams, founder of Zato Marketing, about his digital marketing journal that started in e-commerce and has brought him, well, to e-commerce ads. Kirk talked about going all in on PPC and why he loves it so, about the trials and tribulations of starting an agency, and he talked about a job that he had back in the day that definitely required pants. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Today, I am excited to have a very distinguished guest from the paid search space that you may have seen on the top 25 most influential PPCers list for three years running, or as one of the top 13 PPC experts according to Search Engine Journal, Kirk Williams. Welcome to Marketing O'Clock, Kirk. Thank you, Greg. It's wonderful to be here. All right. And one thing that I love starting out with, not in the digital marketing space, is one job or gig that you've had that people may not know about. Mm. Uh, I was, so I worked maintenance at my college when I was, you know, back, back doing that. Uh, shortly after I graduated as well, my wife was there. We had just gotten married. And it was like one of the best jobs I've ever had. It was real fun. Didn't pay very well, but <laughs> you could basically just wander around campus, like fixing doors. And it was real low key. I listened to tons of podcasts and music and it's kind of a no stress, get out there and have fun job. So awesome. I liked it. <laughs> now, did you have to do any lawn maintenance or anything like that? Or just, was it all inside? Yeah, no lawn maintenance. Uh, so this was in Minnesota. So there was a lot of snow oh. removal as well. Okay. So I got to drive the skidster with the big spinning the the spinning brush. That was fun. You know, see how many nice. people you can get. Yeah, get I eight. worked. <laughs> I worked buildings and grounds for a while, and the coolest part were all the machines you got to do. But the yeah. worst part, weed whacking. And I think that's like universal. That that's it's that is the absolute worst. So, yes, all right. especially in shorts. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Just uh, be, pre be prepared to be bloodied after that. Um, all right, so getting into the digital realm, what was your first job that you had that was in the digital marketing space specifically? So I worked at a small e-commerce company in Louisville, Kentucky. It was uh, actually while I was doing seminary down there, which is why we moved to Louisville and uh, needed some money. And so one of those things where I kind of took the first job that someone offered that, you know, sounded like it'd be somewhat fun. And what I was doing specifically there was taking these really complicated, um, uh, like manuals and uh, basically taking those and putting them online. <laughs> oh, cool. So for, for uh, restaurant equipment, coffee equipment, parts, things like that. Um, yes. Okay, not, so in the e-commerce in the e-commerce e space, but I'd imagine too that that did that lead into more of the advertising side of things, or organic side of things, or just anything digital on the you know more marketing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So I was I was doing that. It was, it was a small company, um, and so pretty much you know everyone would would kind of do whatever, uh, and they said, "Hey, Kirk, 
do you want to start getting to some paid advertising stuff? And I was like, sure, you know, does it come with a race, right? <laughs> One of those, uh, uh, yeah, so, and that's that's basically how I got started, fell into it and just loved it, so. Okay, and so did you start with just the paid side of things or were you kind of jack-of-all-trades, organic as well? No, it was pretty much paid. I mean, I, I probably dabbled just a hair in organic since I was doing some of that content stuff, but but mm-hmm. but not really. I mean, that had been like a decade ago or so, nine years, something. Um, no, yeah, pretty much just paid. Okay, and so never e-com- really done SEO. E-commerce right from the start. So, mm-hmm. and, and when you started, it was on the Google Ad side, Bing Ads. What did you use specifically back? I think 2010-ish, 2009-ish, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So let's see. It was Google Ads. Man, I'm trying to trying to remember all the specifics of when things started, but I'm pretty sure Microsoft Ad Center started after that because for some reason I have kind of a memory of, hey, Microsoft's doing this now with Bing. Let's try it. Um, I could be totally wrong on that, but I think that's the case. Yeah. So it was Microsoft Ad Center before they rebranded to Bing Ads. So otherwise, it was just. Google back in the day. I did do a lot of, I did comparison shopping engines as well, actually, as part of it. BizRate, uh, some of that, you know, that kind of thing back then. But Okay. Yeah. And so then you worked your way up, in, and I believe, to a, to a paid search marketer role there. Is that is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yep. So I, I would even help at times with, um, I mean, I remember talking to like a magazine uh, provider about uh, working on, you know, rates for like a magazine spread for coffee equipment or something like that too. So okay. it was, it was a little bit that, and then it started to, to hone in more and more, especially as, as the company grew to just paid search. Okay, great. And then you at some point decided to go out on your own and create an agency, Zato Marketing. Uh, what led you to make that decision to give it a go on your own? Yeah. So, um, I was starting to get uh, additional clients, you know, on the side, um, really to kind of to try to supplement income. Basically, didn't really have a strong desire. It's not like I just that was my focus and what I wanted to do. Um, but it kind of turned into this realizing, hey, there's there's probably a good potential. I I have some contacts. I think I, I think I can grow this thing out. And some of it, you know, honestly, too, is just starting to do some math and like, hey, as, as I start to grow this thing out, I think the, the potential is there's quite a bit more than um, what I could get, you know, at a paid, as a paid search at a, a small retail company. And so kind of all those came together and uh, through lots of blood, sweat and tears, it, it happened. <laughs> okay. So it sounded like almost it was a little bit of a walk before you run, you mm-hmm. know, going full agency side. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That's that seems very sensible to me. So that's, that's awesome. And you had mentioned it earlier as well that, um, you, that you have this kind of unique background, I'd say that you've got multiple degrees in Christian ministry. So, um, how did that play into the, the role or did it play into the role, I guess, um, at all in starting an agency or just, you know, kind of the career path? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it necessarily specifically played into the role. Um, so I, like I'm still active in our local church, things like that. So I'll use those in terms of doing some teaching and stuff like that. Um, I do feel like I somewhat stumbled into paid search, uh, marketing, 
Um, like I said, I, I was just looking for a job while I was in school, started to, started to experience this love for it, and then especially got to the point where I was like, hey, I could actually still finish school and still do this new job that I really like too. Um, so, so that worked out great. One thing that's interesting for me has been because of the volume of writing I was forced to do in uh, college and seminary, um, I, like I think I remember one class specifically uh, in, in the master's that I took was, oh, I think it was an estimated, like by the time we were done, we had written about like 120 pages worth of material or something. Wow. So we had like written a book for this one <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah. So there was some level of having to do, basically having to take a lot of a lot of information, mm -hmm. um, kind of, you know, you, you had to distill it quickly. You had to figure out what are the arguments going on. You had to kind of have some level of counter argument or thoughts about it, and then spit that out into a paper or test or whatever. And I think in that way, it's helped me immensely because, you know, some of this is, you know, sometimes you just barely feel like you're keeping up with all the changes and technology and everything that people are writing about. And, uh, and so I think that's given me a chance to distill, get information, distill it down, as well as be able to put out blog posts and such, because um, that's what I had to do for school. Awesome. And we're going to get into that a little bit more about some of the places people can find you, the search engine land, some, so on and so forth. But yeah, I mean, that's a super important skill, being able to, to write or speak as well, um, that, you know, translates for sure. So when you started Sato, I believe it was uh, 2011, 2012, somewhere in that area. Um, what did you focus on specifically? Was it all paid search? Was it any kind of social at the time? Or was it just strictly paid search? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was strictly paid search. Uh, we... Zato has done just paid search. We had about a two-year stint of paid social um, and then killed that off last October, November, something like that. We're back to just purely paid search. Okay. And what do you find that there's a benefit to saying that we are just paid search or is that something like, is that a calculated decision mm -hmm. that you made? Yeah, it, it is. Um, so definitely... I mean, so much of like a business, building a business, running a business, making it work, I think a lot of that is, you know, what, what you know, um, what, you, what you bring to it and are able to do, what you learn, as well as like the opportunities you have, right? It just kind of all of that goes together. So I've, I've started to get to the point where I, I feel like, hey, if someone runs a business a different way, Totally, totally okay. And in fact, for them, that might actually be exactly what they need to make theirs successful um, because they're going to have different strengths, weaknesses, and all that as well. Um, for me specifically, uh, just because some of it is probably just a, a weakness of mine of, of still trying to learn and just develop skills in terms of basic like business ownership and stuff, <laughs> which, which has been a lot of me learning. Um, so there are probably ways that someone could come in and be like, well, if you change this, 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 you know, you would be able to add on all these people and stuff and that's fine. Um, I'm, I know there are things like that, but also some of that is my personality and just kind of being happy with some level of just kind of slow, steady growth that we, we like. Um, and so for me, social had been something where I, I basically jumped into it completely transparently um, more out of fear than anything else, because okay. I mean, this was a few years back, 
and um, I was hoping to uh, um, I, I was I was I was hoping to uh, stay up with trends, stay up with you know the the social thing. It seemed like this machine was coming. Everyone's talking about it, killing Google and all that stuff. So there's some level of well, sure, then of course, you know, let's hop on the bus, right? Um, and then over the next couple of years, just started to learn some basics of just how how complex it was to add a completely new set of services in. Um, we're we're not a we're not a large company by any stretch, and so at that time there was just three of us. So basically, it was like two of us on. Well, when we first started social, there was two of us. Then added another paid search, so two paid search, one social, mm-hmm. um, and just you know lots. Uh, it's already a long story, but long story short, um, kind of learning a bunch of stuff about pricing and all this stuff. Where I was like, look, this is complicated. I, I'm not that great at selling it. You know, I'm just let's go back to paid search because that's <laughs> yeah. what, that's what we get leads for. Like that's what I like to speak on and write on, and like that's what I like. So I do, I hate social. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a love hate relationship, but I I definitely hear what you're saying. Um, <laughs> and, and so th- that I think that that's really interesting. You know, go go with what you've got, and you know, hey, it doesn't have to be a negative that we're really, really good at one thing, you know, and, and it's not something you usually see and it's refreshing to be honest with yeah. you. So, yeah, okay. When we killed, when we killed social off, we had had some clients on it and that, you know, I was, I, you know, I ran some math, kind of expected some level of loss, all that. And there was, you know, I don't, I don't remember the exact numbers, but we didn't lose one single client for it. I mean, we did have a few clients that were doing social as well that we, we helped, you know, figure out how, how can we make sure that they're still taken care of? Um, but overall, the transition back w- was was basically like a gain in. By the time we all it all worked out, was kind of this gain in profit, which also helped suggest to me that it, it, it was a good move in math. And then also, my focus all of a sudden was back just in page search for writing and all that too. So awesome, awesome, yeah. and. And so that's, again, kind of where we are today with that. Mm-hmm. But let's go back to starting the agency. What's the hardest thing that people should know about starting an agency? Um, I think that there seems to be two ways to do it that I've learned. <laughs> um, there seems to be the way to do it that I've observed some of my friends and others do in a great way where they have some level of either they have some sort of significant capital in the beginning or basically money to put behind it. Um, or they have maybe some really solid connections, really great connections in the space, lots can be lots of referrals. So there seems to be kind of the way of uh, you've already built up either something that you can invest in terms of Getting, getting immediately people on board who are going to do sales and advertising and stuff like that so you can kind of grow that quickly. Or the other side is the way that I took. And so to answer your question in terms of what has been the hardest for me at least, um, I think it is knowing that to really grow to the point where people trust you enough to hand you money so that you will manage their account for them, that it, it, it really does take a lot of time and work. Um, and everyone says that and everyone knows that it takes time, but like 
it, it's like they'll say in one sentence and then they turn around they're like well, well right but then like what can I do tomorrow to 2x my revenue and you're like you don't understand I'm when I say time I'm like years you know like yeah it will take years <laughs> I, I like how you have people saying how do I 2x my revenue I, I get people saying 10x the Grant yeah, Cardones yeah. of the world we need 10x 10x <laughs> Everything's a unicorn. Yeah. yeah um, if it's not, perfect. kill it. You know, you're like, oh, no, I just want a good job, you know? Yeah, I hear you completely. All right. And so, again, at the beginning, it sounded like it was uh, kind of more you testing it out, almost in a consultative fashion to the point where you're employing people now. Um, what was the hardest step for you to kind of transition away from it's not just me, it's more than me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, man, single hardest handing off emails, <laughs> not wanting to like micromanage the email responses. Humorously enough, um, the the broader answer though being, uh, I, I think setting it up in a way that our clients did didn't just want to work with like the quotation marks personality um, that they saw speak or that they read the article of, but also being willing to work with, you know your team members, um, and that's just as valuable type of thing. So I think some of that was setting it up in a way that kind of goes back to my emails answer that does like give them authority as well to deal with clients and deal with issues and, and, and to kind of be okay with that as well as setting up the process so that that actually happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and to that point as well about seeing you speaking, I know that you have come on in probably the past four years or so, and I think spoken at all the major conferences. I mean, PPC Hero, uh, SMX, I saw you kill it out at at West last year. Um, How did you go about kind of, I'd say, owning that PPC scene from the speaking standpoint? Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, so I think, I think it started with writing, um, and, and building kind of a, of a brand. Um, but then in some ways that kind of opened the door where I, uh, Ginny Marvin at search engine land, um, some of the people from HeroConf and stuff so that they, you know, they at least had, had heard of me before. So I, I think then when I, I would pitch, I think there was some level of, of knowing, Hey, you know, this, this is the guy who's been writing these posts about Google shopping and then um, that's where I kind of somewhat jokingly say, I don't know. But I think then there was some level maybe of them seeing those pitches and saying, well, hey, let's, let's I guess, give this guy a try. Um, for sure, it is easier. Once you have some conferences behind you, um, it, is, it is easier just because of that, that people can verify and say, well, he's spoken a few places. Maybe he can speak at ours, too. That, that helps. Um, I do think once you get it rolling a little bit, that, that helps. Um, but yeah, so I, I think in some ways writing, getting to know people on social and that and building that up a little bit helped. Awesome. And when people come to see you specifically, what do you want them to take away from your talk? Yeah. So usually usually I'm speaking on Google Shopping. Um, and so a lot of what I'm hoping people take away are just in some ways something that they didn't know before. Um, you know, there's going to be different levels of people in the crowd. And so some people who are newer, I'd love for them to be like, wow, this was a really helpful setting me up to do this well, as well as some people to say, man, I, I knew 
80% of that, which is fine. But wow, there are 20% of those points that didn't know. That's good to know. Um, so yeah, actionable. I've, I, I fully confess, I've tried to do the inspirational type and I, I don't know. I just don't know if I'm in, like an inspirational guy, you know. <laughs> I just don't know if I'm a keynoter. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe someday. Maybe I need to do some training. But so far, those haven't really, you know, done as much. Nice. And you can head over to ZatoMarketing.com. I believe there's a list of your upcoming 2019 dates as well on there. Or you can see past um, engagements at Google, a, f a few other venues. So you can see... I think it's inspirational, but you can see that <laughs> and judge them for yourself at you marketing.com. Um, and obviously you are at this point with your agency where you're all in on, on paid search. And I guess why, or what are you most excited for in the paid search space that can, um, again, you, you said you saw social and Facebook coming, and you, it might be this this bus you wanted to hop on and, and ride off in. But why are you so? Uh, what makes you so inspired with paid search that it is the the future? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the thing I like about paid search, and I don't think I see this going away. Um, you know, at any point, Google or Bing could, with their machine learning, take away, at some level, PPC jobs. I don't see the core of what is out there changing, at least for a while, which is what I've always liked about paid search. And that is when when someone searches on Google or Bing, it, it's to me, it's like the perfect epitome of what marketing is. <laughs> it's, it's like it's literally like one person telling you exactly what they want. Um, and everyone's all excited about oh, audiences and blah, blah, blah. And to me, it's almost like, yeah, you're going back to averages there. That keyword, it's still like one person saying, I want this product or service. And if, and if we can align that, um, you, are, you are fulfilling what marketing was meant to be, which is uh, this person giving, getting their answer met by a product or service. And I think that's always why I've really been drawn to and liked paid search. Um, does it have its issues? Yes. I just put out an article literally saying paid search should not be the only thing that you do. And I, and I believe that firmly because it, it is a, a good place of marketing. It's not the whole thing. Um, but I think that's part of why for me, I just don't know if for a, I, I don't know. I mean, anything can disrupt anything, right? Um, but there, there's still people. People still have answers, and they still have a place. That you, you don't, you don't want to hop onto Facebook and ask your question where, like, where Grandma Willis is going to see it as well. Sometimes, you know. <laughs> and so I just, I don't know. I just that yeah. I, I'm not as. By the way, I'm I'm not really alarmed that Facebook is going to kill Google like I was a few years back when I was scared. <laughs> okay. Well, you said you couldn't sell social well. You can definitely sell paid well. So cool. <laughs> great, great explanation there. Um, and, and so if you were to today find a time machine and go back in time 10 years ago and you could sit down with 10 years younger Kirk, what would you say to yourself back then? Again, right about then getting into the, the, the first job in paid search, what would you tell yourself? Mm. Uh, <laughs> probably two things. Number one, you're probably more valuable than you than you realize, and that's not honestly. That's not even really Kirk. That's more like 
I think the industry and marketers, my, my memory of kind of back then was uh, that, let's say, someone like developers or coders, that they were really seen as like this amazing tech, um, pay them lots and lots of money. And it was more of the, the marketers who, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're a part of our crew. And I think what we've seen is, man, you get the right people doing your your PPC marketing or your marketing, your SEO, you get the wrong people, you're going to spend a lot more money than with expensive right people. And and I think there's a value there that is, is, is significant. Um, I think I was undercharging, especially when I first started. But the second thing is, I would say, like, process everything. And that is not something I've done well. And I'm trying to get better at that, especially as I've started to you know, to actually make a business and not just have it be myself. And I realized, wow, at some point the answer can't keep being, well, ask Kirk how he does these things. Um, at some point it needs to be something that this is the way we do them. Um, yeah. Nice. <clears throat> All right. And so now I know that you have a little venture outside of paid search as well, which is the Beehive Workspace in Billings, Montana there. Can you tell me a little bit about Beehive and why you got that started? Yeah. Yeah, so Billings um, has – the joke around here is that Billings is always like 10 years behind everything. <laughs> and it's it's true, but as I've lived here more, I've come to appreciate that actually because there will be times where like something kind of rises and then falls and we, we just kind of stayed steady with whatever it was. Um, and then sometimes we're just like really behind things. Like we just got Uber, I think, a year or two ago, you know. So, okay. <laughs> and that would have been better for the scene, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we've not had co-working spaces ever. Um, and so 2018, there, there actually were a couple of others that had started too. But we looked at Billings and said, um, hey, we would, love, we would have loved a place uh, to, to be able to work outside the office and that. So let's, let's go and start this co-working space. The, 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 the thing though, and this is what makes it a little bit unique, um, is we, so my wife has a photography studio. I, um, I do the marketing thing. We have five kids. We both volunteer weekly at our church. That's kind of thing. We don't have a lot of margin. Um, and so we also did not want a business that was just going to sap up a lot of extra time. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I'd not really seen this model done, I'm sure it's been done before, but we kind of envisioned a little bit more of almost this like anytime fitness type model of co-working. So really low touch, very, very automated. So we kind of investigated and got this whole like door lock code system and this whole thing and, and started this space with the idea that pretty much anyone could sign up, pay, it's all recurring online, so I'm not touching any of that stuff, invoicing, whatever, um, trying to do that, you know, as, as best we could, so, yeah. Okay, I, I hear there's this cool thing called Google Ads, if you're looking to market your business. Yeah, yes. <laughs> this is, <That's> yeah, awesome. <laughs> we, we, we've been doing that. We've also been doing <laughs> Facebook. Um, so, yeah, because Facebook has, so we've even, we'll, this is where I've gotten into social ads a little bit because we we target different like we'd be like programmers right mm -hmm. where we're like hey programmers so we target them with ads about dedicated desk you can leave your three screens you know things like that so. yeah, yeah awesome and if you want to look more at that is it's Beehive and it is capital B then Hive one word and it's in yep. Billings Montana so check that out and that brings us 
to this week's lightning round. All right, Kirk, we're going to answer these on the faster side. But the first question that I love when we have people that have worked in-house and on the agency side is the different sides of the fence. So what was the best thing about working in-house? Mm-hmm. Um, this is pretty much what everyone I've heard says, but it's true. Uh, you're just, you, you really are laser focused into this brand. You're working right next to the people doing sales or whatever. Um, it's, it's probably going to depend on the size of the company for sure. I'm, I'm thinking a little bit smaller in-house where I could like go walk over to the sale, you know, to the, the manager of the sales desk and say, Hey, you know, what are some thoughts? Let's brainstorm some new ad text type, you know, that kind of thing. So that, that definitely, because that's what you're doing constantly all the time, you really get to know a brand. Um, so I think there are advantages there where you're almost kind of breathing that culture in that context, which always helps you present it. Um, yeah. Agency side, flip side, is there also will be times with in-house where, yeah, you can, you can go to a conference or you can read stuff online but I have found significant value for certain clients by learning something with other clients where I'm like, oh, you know, um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, you learn something you, or maybe something, you know, bad happens. Something drops in this account and then you realize, wow, when we, when we, when we mess with product type, that's what happened. And so then you, you avoid it in those accounts. Um, so there's, there's pros and cons to both. All right. And Next lightning round question, is there a book or blog post or site that's had the biggest impact on your career? Hmm. Um, let's see. I think ppchero.com was, was a big one for me because that's where, if I remember, that's where I started guest blogging. Hmm. And I, I think that's the case. I think that's where I started guest blogging and I would do, I think like a once a month thing. And that's, that's where I started to be able to share it on Twitter and talk with people about that stuff. So that was, that was a huge one for me. Um, uh, the, the book, is it Claude Hopkins? I think science of advertising. Yes. That's a good one, man. Mini rant. Like we, we've, we digital marketers, I would argue have gotten really good at technical like stuff. And like mm-hmm. we've gotten worse at marketing and just understanding rather than be so obsessed with like this tracked ROI and stuff, being, being more concerned about really growing a client brand and everything that that entails. And it's, it's books like that that really helped me start more and more to see that and not just what's tempting, which is just to go nose deep into that data and, and trust just that. Yeah, that's a super easy read, too, for anybody out there. Uh, a little gruff in spots, but definitely a great read. It's old school. You know? <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a good way to describe it. Has there been anybody in the PPC industry or just in general in the digital marketing space that, that has also influenced you as well? Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, dozens of people. So I, was, I, I hate lineups because then I'm like, I'm going to forget someone. But for sure... Um, yeah, as I've gotten to know, you know, I, I, I mentioned Ginny Marvin just because she had helped me with search engine land stuff. Um, Matt Umbro started PPC Chat, mm-hmm. and and he's not, you know, he's not quite as active anymore doing a family thing and stuff. He's still at he's still at Hannapin, um, and uh, and he and he was someone because PPC Chat was such a huge influence on me and and building 
uh, building my brand and my friendships with you know Brad Gettys and uh, uh, Frederick Frederick Valets, uh, Susan Winograd, Mel Melissa Mackey, um, all these people that really gotten through PBC Chat. Um, so if you're in PBC and you're not on PBC Chat on Twitter, even just hanging out and stalking like the weekly Tuesday chats at 12 p.m. Eastern uh, is is valuable. Awesome, awesome. So. Next question. In your opinion, what is the most important factor for having a successful digital marketing career? Digital marketing career? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I would say the, mo the single most. I'm going to cheat and maybe do two. So okay. I think being able to do being able to do stats and um, like reporting analysis, I think is huge because more and more everything that we do that's automated is being rightfully taken away by machines, but, but there's still this huge need for getting in and seeing trends and what happened and like, is there causation, is there correlation, you know, not confusing the two. And I think someone who's really good at that is is just incredibly valuable to a company, um, as well as I think, like I said before, really understanding, you know, marketing, and and how to how to build and and increase a brand and get in front of an audience is is I think those two things are are just more important than knowing whether you should up a bit by 20% or 15% on a keyword. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. So lastly, what was the biggest mistake that you've made throughout your digital marketing career? Just the biggest mistake in general. Uh, I think, let's see. I think I would say um, not valuing process Quicker, more quickly, quicker, <laughs> <laughs> fasterness. Um, I, I think that some. So some of that, some of that goes a little bit back to personality. I'm not a. I'm not a very like. I'm not going to walk into a room and everyone's like, "Whoa, the professionals here." <laughs> That's just never going to be my thing. And I think I've started to finally embrace that. Um, but I think that I, I went overboard because. Basically, then I, I started to look at anything that was spelled out or, or you know, spelled out in, in kind of a process-centered way, as in being bureaucratic, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and we should be careful about not having things so set in stone that we can't make important changes. But I think I went the, the other extreme to just constantly flying by the seat of my pants in, in lots of ways. Mm -hmm. And now I've started to look back and say, man, if I had... I had developed more lockdown ways as a very tangible example. I think if I had developed more lockdown ways in, let's just say, managing accounts, I think that would have allowed me to more quickly identify, hey, I, I actually do have more bandwidth for writing, sales, taking on new clients rather than, rather than when I was not as good on process. And so just kind of working in an account as I, th I, I thought it needed in the, to, to work in that. So, Awesome. Awesome. That's a great answer. 
Okay, so so where can people find you if they want more Kirk Williams? <laughs> um, so uh, pretty much PBC Kirk is my handle on I think just about everything. So Twitter, LinkedIn, um, and uh, and so you know let's connect on LinkedIn. Let's uh, I love chatting and meeting people on Twitter, especially I'm fairly active there, embarrassingly active. Um, and then uh, ZetoMarketing.com is is where our our company is. So okay, fantastic. So Kirk, thank you so much for coming on Marketing and Clock off the clock and sharing that amazing journey with us all. You heard about at PPC Kirk, just look it up, uh, Zeta Marketing, and then also beehivebillings.com for the information related to Beehive. And I believe you also have a regular column on Search Engine Land as well. You're always on um, there. Just go to Search Engine Land and you'll yeah. see Kirk on there. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on the show this week. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you stay up to date with our famous Friday news shows that keep you in the know each and every week. And we will be back with another digital marketing journey next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered.